The soul, as damaged as it could be on a regular basis, I think right now it's important to know that our soul is still pretty much intact because, God bless it, we're still around through this pandemic. And Michael, I when I heard that, that was the real Coach Hosea on TikTok. I even saw you move into that. I mean, you seem just moved just now. Sure. So it was um that one's a good one. But I, I, I do believe the soul is very um we should realize how intact it is because so many souls now are shaken up by this virus. Actually what I was thinking of is uh Janelle Clark and she's fine with me mentioning her name. But that is something that she will say often in the middle of a storm. It is well. That's all she says. It is well. And then we know the rest of it. It's kind of like the handshake, you know, the the secret handshake. And I'm reminded, I haven't put in the um, that quote on a bit, but, you know, again, do not be anxious. And as I've kept posting that, I post it with good news. Did you know the final, one of the other field hospitals, the Central Park Field Hospital, has now closed up? So Franklin Graham's group has now left Central Park because those <laughs> patients have been healed. How amazing is that? Well, I think is is there any truth to the to the rest of that story that it was a case of, uh, you know, we only allowed them here because we needed them, but they're actually bigots. Yeah, and actually, Kevin McCullough had had Franklin on to address all that, and and that was the thing, you know. Wow. Yeah, we had him on the show a couple weeks ago when the whole firestorm started. But, but, Michael, there shouldn't have been a firestorm. Nope. He should have been allowed to do it. That was the whole yep. issue. And Yep. Well, for, for we will accept your help as long as you believe the same way we do. That's not what, that's not what Christians do. If we do, then we're full of do-do. Mm. So it's very, um, that was disheartening because I guess the mayor right away said something the minute he came to Central yeah. Park. Yeah. And then monitoring. By the way, so the West Village had this whole incident where these cops were tussling with these kids, bringing them to the ground because it started with social distancing enforcement. Uh, Oh, wow. But here was my thinking watching that. The mayor kind of brushed that off. So as much as de Blasio may hate cops, and I didn't post this because I didn't want any rampant people yelling at me about this. So I'll say it here because I feel like I'm freer to say it here. It seems that these liberal mayors who, you know, crap on cops still find them useful when they can control its citizens. And that is such a hypocrisy to me. Oh, it's, <laughs> you know, the more I observe what's going on, the more I have to remember why it's well with my soul and who makes it well with my soul because I, Otherwise, I would be. Uh, <laughs> yep, yep. That's why I tell good myself. Mo- to- good morning. Good morning, Alex. Hi, <laughs> hi, how are you today? 
You sound a bit like Dana Carvey there, actually. Is it is it well with yourself? All right, so I can tell you watched her, her him as a church lady on SNL, right? I mean, that's where that bit comes from. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. You have to see, you have to see when he played um, Tom Brokaw, and, and 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 he does this whole report on Gerald Ford dying, and it's just the funniest thing. So you can hear what I play on my board through your headphones. Is that what it is? Kind of, sorta. Okay, it's pretty faint. Well, because it's probably coming through here. That's why. So yeah. Anyway, I just um. I I just think you should watch that because he he lists the ways Gerald Ford dies as a pre-tape. It's hilarious. Well, <clears throat> speaking of that, last night we watched the uh, Seinfeld uh, spit. Oh, did you? You now? had talked about yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I end up checking a lot of things out that you bring up because you have a. Uh, a vast repertory. Thank you. But when no, it comes thank to my you. Own life, when it comes to my own life, I have no clue. So I guess that's how external life works. Right? Hmm. I don't know what that means, but sure. It means if you can't figure out your own business, you just focus on the external stuff around you. Oh. Huh. That's an interesting thought. Hmm. Okay. So what did you think of that episode, by the way? So you Googled it, or did it, how did how'd you find it? Googled it and played it. I think it was like, I don't know, four or five minutes long. In fact, we stopped in the middle of watching a movie to uh, to watch that. You see, because my wife stops the movie in the middle to show me something, and I thought, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to show her something that... I want her to see. Oh, you know what? She, she'll laugh in the other room and she'll just like, oh, oh, which is a way of saying, honey, you need to come and see this because I'm finding it funny. <laughs> oh, leave me alone. I'm going to the potty. Oh, does she ever like barge in when you're podcasting or is she pretty much out of the room when that's going on? Does she barge in? No, but she did pop in the other day and I made that lotion comment, which I shouldn't have. We were talking last night about um, some pretty heavy stuff, you know, 10 points or whatever. Are are you truly a follower of Jesus or not? And it got a little heated. And I I don't want to, I just want to share the information. And then you do what you do with the information. What you'd like to? Well, so tell me what ended up. What, what happened? What was the fight? Well, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of a wretched radio. Sure, you have. Well, maybe mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Anyway, with a freakish, freakishly tall Todd Friel. Anyway, um, how do I make this really short? He made a couple of comments, and that they're actually scriptural. That. Laura was like, no, 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 not buying that one. I said, mm-hmm. well, here's what you got to stop it. Now, if I could show you that, that verse that says that, now what are we going to do? Like, if you don't forgive others, you won't be forgiven. Well, I don't like that. Uh-uh. Well, uh-huh. No, uh-huh. Uh-huh. No. So you're saying God says if we don't forgive others, he will, we will not be forgiven. 
It's exactly what the verse says. I don't have any issues with that one. That one I actually can truly quote unquote vibe with. I, I like that one. Because I hate people who hold grudges drive me nuts. Like that happened 10 years ago. Why are you still harping on it? Yeah, I agree. I, I do. <laughs> You're blushing. To, Why are you blushing? Well, I do tend to. Uh, there are a lot of things I don't, you know. I just need to remember the like song, Let It Go. One of my friends, and I love him to death, but sometimes it just keeps on bringing up something from years ago, and it's like that's over with, you know? Yeah. that They call that, we used to have a, a paper on our refrigerator. And it was called fair fighting. And one of the things you weren't allowed to do is to bring up the past. Another one is you couldn't say, well, you always do that. It's like, no, I don't. I may do that often, but I don't always do that. So listen, you stop before I. <laughs> no, I don't do that. Well, you know, the, the one verse I do still have grapples with is when Christ tells people, you know, if he hits you on the. If your enemy hits you on the cheek, let him hit you on the other cheek. And I just don't know how applicable it could be in this world when there are literally people trying to gun others down. It just is, it's, it rattles my brain. I think that's one of the reasons, oh boy, uh, that we have the Second Amendment. I think you have every right to protect yourself. And, and actually, if somebody were to strike me on my right cheek, I would spin around and fart in their general direction. <laughs> well, I'm sure back in the old, you know, when you were, or poop. You know, yeah, but I'm sure you, did you ever, you know, hit anybody or no? Uh, I, <laughs> I threw a piece of plywood. It was the, uh, we had a plywood um, cover on a on this Cub Scout scrapbook. <laughs> I was so mad at my next oldest brother. I was all the way across the street and I took that thing and I I threw it like a frisbee and it went whoosh, 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 across the street, hit him right in the back. Mm. He, he came over and held me down and beat the envelope and crap out of me. Oh, Boy, what a shot. What a bummer. I was that accurate. <laughs> I never have never, again. I've never punched anybody. Good for you. And I never was raised to do that. I don't know that I have. The one thing I really got in my book, aggressive. There was one time where my dad and I were in a bus station, and some, you know, someone posing as a preacher, pastor, whatever, sidewalk pastor. Oh. Said your father's a devil, this that, and the other. He literally tried to shield me from my father, and I like backed into him. You know, like I gave him a, an elbow with my crutch to get him off me. I was I never <laughs> did that before. So you didn't kick him in the crotch; you hit him with the crutch. Yeah, and I just was very um, proud of that. <laughs> like, okay, I stood up for myself. Wow, that's a great story. Like that's how many? Uh... How many fake sidewalk pastors are there, though? I feel like there's a lot of them that, that say things that aren't exactly what God would want them to say. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. I I would have to uh, totally agree there, <clears throat> Brother Alex. 
oh, I think we have a problem with a lot of uh, evangelicals and crazy preacher people. But uh, all right, never mind. Mike, though you don't, you um, you probably never had this experience of having a pastor tell you, you know, if I bless you, God will give you another leg. And I'm just like, you know what, God. I thought this was supposed to be the people that believe that God made everything in his own image. What uh -huh. if I was made in his image just the way he wanted me? I never told that to people. I just was nice and whatever. But it drives me nuts when they say, if you, do you believe in him? You could grow the leg. No, because God made me this way. Oh. You know, that's, you know, that's, that's a really good, that's a really good question. In fact, uh, last night when I was talking to the wife, there was something in particular that we had come up with that, that was like, you know, here's a, for instance, if you love it within the, now I'm going to get all, oh boy, it's going to get too deep. Mm. And Jesus said, if you love your mother or father more than you love me, then, then you're not worthy of me. Whoa, that's pretty harsh. It is pretty harsh. I'm thinking of something here, but it is, it's very harsh. Um, but okay. So <laughs> how about this? Turn it another way. Cause I was going to write about this. What if the government has just become our parent now telling us to do what we need to by staying inside? What if God said, no, you should be outside. Like, I just feel like, I feel like the government's playing the role of God right now by telling us. To I would inside. be outside. I mean, we, we have this conversation quite a bit. If you, if you think, if it makes you, if you think you should stay home, then stay home. But if you feel the need to go out, go out. Mm -hmm. Now, again, I, I understand this whole thing is just so playing with people's minds and our emotions and our loyalties. And it's just. I think it's starting to get to me a little bit. Well, but you just hit my cord there because I've been wanting to write about how I feel the government is our parent now. We can't let them be our parent forever. We can't even let them be our parent for a second. But we've let them become that by letting them say, stay oh. inside. Well, that's again where there's been a little bit of tension in our home because I am somebody who, again... I'm going to be wise and not live in fear. But I'm going to be wise. Exactly. And by being wise, I don't have to live in fear. If you want to live in fear, you know, here's my here's my sarcastic side coming out, my snarky side. Go ahead and live in fear. How's that working for you? Mm. I mean, really. How's that working? Ooh, that was scary looking. <laughs> that was a little nervous. All right, don't do that to Miles. He'll be a little freaked out on Zoom if you have him on next week. Miles? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, trying to connect. Why is your face against the screen, Michael? <laughs> you book idiot. What is... <laughs> you can't just sit there in your place. You have to look right at me in the screen. Oh, yeah, never mind. I was thinking I'm trying to connect with a guy in the Philippines who does a uh, uh, little news worthy articles and another guy who thinks he's a singer that is oh my gosh he he 
he he didn't tag me. I posted something about a podcast, and then for some out of the weird blue sky, he posted a video mm. that it's like, why did you do that? And I checked it out, and I'm always looking for new talent. And as I checked it out and looked at the words, he finally sent me the words. So it's like, mm. okay, have have a good day. <laughs> Sometimes you can't say yes to all requests that come in, you know, and that's kind of tough to do whenever they, I think it is anyway, because you want to explore it first and you don't know how to say no to them. It's just like, how would you like somebody, how would you like somebody to uh, kind of sort of all of a sudden become your, uh, your producer and they're, and they're typing little notes to you as you're doing your, and you know, and you, well, but here's this verse. You need to share this, play this song now, do that. Wouldn't you feel, wasn't there a TV show like that? Or some guy was nothing but a robot television personality. I don't know. Well, in Bruce Almighty, he was typing in to Evan Baxter, was played by Steve Carell, and Carell started speaking in like tongue. It was very funny. See, now that's another one I need to watch again. We have that one. Anywho, um, yeah, it's just a real today. See, in, 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 Jesus at one point said, I wish you were hot or cold because you're lukewarm. I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth. Whoa. Well, isn't that special? That's heavy. That is damn heavy. Yeah. But I guess so I'm going to talk about I... that today, but I want to do it in a very nice way. Well, how can we be warmer to God, I guess, at this point there, right? Well, I don't know if it's being warmer to, to or towards God or being obedient. And and uh, let's see, how does that um, – uh, giving a reason for the hope that lies within with gentleness mm. and respect. You're going to hell. Don't you know you're going straight to hell in the name of – Are there any more – I feel like the brimstone preachers have kind of gone the wayside, though. Like I feel like they're more televangelists and – well, dollar churches. you'd be mamby pamby enough, and you know you can get somebody to send you money. Mm. I mean, after all, I'll tell you what: I will, I will pray for you and catch the tears in a brand new hanky. Just and call the number below, I, and, <laughs> and I'll send it to you, and no charge. There won't be any fee, but there is a uh, one hundred dollar. Um, Free will offering. <laughs> that's well, not that's, free will. That's why I love Luther. Martin Luther, he didn't want, put up with that. He wrote his 95 thesis, and he was very clear that the church was trying to take advantage of people. Yeah. And my first uh, marriage, my, my wife came to me. She was still my wife at that time and wanted me to uh, agree to an annulment. That our wedding had never been. Good. So we got two consummators. This one, see how tall this one is now? And said, so we consummated all right. Mm. Don't tell me mm -hmm. we didn't consummate. Sounds like you had a rough time with women in the past. I have a rough time with women in the present. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you and Laura have a good kinship, right? You have a good relationship. Well, when she, yeah, when she lets me be be the man you know <laughs> i roll my eyes at that one folks I we have a eyes. we have a wonderful time 
one of the areas, what would I say that's the biggest one right now? We're, there's a lot of um, spiritual, I think a lot of people are taking a look at their their walk with God or Jesus or whatever at this point in time. And, and I think it's a good time to do that. By the way, I want to show you something. Hold on. Oh, I can uh -oh. share my screen. Right. Hold on a second. Uh-oh. Uh, I want to show you something very cool. Okay. Can you see this? Look who made my Instagram. Mike what Mike. is that? <laughs> what we are talk all about, those things? Those are all my pictures I have on Instagram. But see, I've oh. I've included you on my Instagram because I said, oh. did anybody catch oh. this on ESPN? I talked with my buddy Radio Hope about the politics brought up about Michael Jordan, Air Jordan. You know, I'm just starting to play with this. I have a great big uh, uh, official green screen that I'm playing with. And Very as you cool. can see it in the back there. I yeah, can. Because I was going to hang up my flag. Well, I thought, to heck with it. And, and the green screen is really easy to use. It. I'm so glad you introduced me to Zoom. I knew cool. about it, but I didn't do much with it. Anyway, so I was going to hang my flag up there. And I thought, hmm, no, how about if we use a green screen and then use a flag for the background? And then... And then, so I tried, but it's not big enough. So I'm going to hang the other one up today. Hang that I'm going official. Up. Hang that baby up. I have a question. Yes. Quick technical question. So can I just you just record this with my? I don't have to have somebody else. No, you literally just hit the record button at the bottom of the screen. No kidding. That's how I'm going to air. So in the next couple of minutes, I'm going to air a buddy of mine that I interviewed for today i'm going to air it next and i recorded it through zoom it was came out really well well i'm really looking forward to playing with this more because it, it is really a fantastic tool well if you like what you're hearing right now and you're just joining us radio hope 9 a.m eastern time mike myers uh, i don't plug the show time enough but there you go mike at 9 a.m eastern what do you got on the show what exactly is your purpose today my purpose my subject matter will be projectile vomit well, you had, yes, okay. So tune to that because Christ's line again. Tell us Christ's line again. The what? Tell us Christ's line that you are basing today's. Oh, you mean I, I wish that you were hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. You never oh. find the bore. You know, you never. You you always find boring verses of the Bible. I mean, come on, you got to. God told side. Hosea to marry a whore. That I don't. I have to look at that one too. It's a great story. It's about how we tend to two-time mm -hmm. Jesus. And how we, uh, let me just see something here. And so this also will be going on Facebook Live when I do the video with Adam. So we got that going on. So I need to do some some tutorials. How do you do Facebook Live with this? Uh, I have an, a separate streaming service that I downloaded for free called OSB. I have that. Hold on. Let me share again. Uh, oh, there it is. You could share. So there it is. My little OSB yeah. studio. You do that so cool. Look how you do that. And I'm so I'm, excited. And then I just, you know, when I want the media source, oh. boom, <laughs> just right oh. there. Hey, I didn't take computer. I didn't take media studies switch class, you know, directing class for nothing, I guess, right? 
Well, I need a moist towelette now. That was exciting. Oh, geez. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Did not expect that one to be very blunt with you. Come on, go back to the, there we go. I'm sorry. It's okay. By the way, one last note I want to cover with you. Yeah. The Asian Hornet has made its arrival to America. Have you heard about that? Uh Uh-huh. And I like to think it was like the Green Hornet theme because it's such a catchy theme. But really, this is, um, can something not, can the Asian not bring us something? Like, that'd be nice. Wow. Yeah, we're overrun here in Iowa with Asian beetles. They look like ladybugs. They are, oh. I can't wait for the next lockdown. The Hornets are out. You better stay inside. (laughs) Yipes. Yipes is right, because they'll take advantage of that. You know, yeah. Eat, drink, and eat, drink, and be merry unless you're having gender issues. Because if you I just need to be Mike. Never mind. That was weird. Okay, have a good day. Yes, Michael. On that note, I will gladly say thanks again for joining <laughs> us again today, and we will what, do it again tomorrow, I guess. So we'll do it. You that. want me to leave? Click the button. You can you can stay on and listen to this. I'm 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 cool. No, with that. I, no, I'm done. I'm done talking to you, Alex. Okay. Well, have a great show. Nine AM Eastern, Radio Hope. Love <laughs> you, brother. Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. And so we do roll along here, and um, let me just set up our live. Let me just set it up here. Sorry about that. Let's see. Is it going anywhere? Is it going? Oh, it is. So the key's still there. Very cool. So we are about to go live with Adam Sinkus on Facebook. But for the moment, for the moment, uh, enjoy some more heartwarming, like truly, truly heartwarming music today from uh, the coach. Hosea, and we are live, okay, let me see what happened here, hold on, there we go, with my soul, with my soul, it is well. Well, I actually caught this man at the perfect time, Adam Sinkus. Adam Sinkus Collaborations, welcome back. And you've got uh, a pretty big day today going live on LinkedIn once again. I, I've been noticing this with Adam Sinkus Collaborations. How's that going for you, first of all? Uh, dude, I absolutely love it. It's, it. it's totally different than a recorded show because like the cards, the cards lie how they lie. So um, I would say that my prep is different and I spend more time on my prep for live shows, but that would be a colossal lie on it. I pretty much, I go, here's the guest, here's what we're going to talk about. And then we figure it out from there. But, uh, but dude, I, I absolutely love the live. I love the fact that I'm not spending a, a bunch of time producing a show, not spending a bunch of time in the video editor going and cleaning up audio and video. You know, it's, it's just how it lies. So it saves me a considerable amount of time. 
All right. Well, I've had you on the Sunday show. Maybe for my weekday people that don't know much about you, you're from Florida. Tell us a little bit about Adam Singer's collaborations. Yeah. So I work with small and medium businesses to help them really build the pieces and play. They're going to help them take the next step in their business. So uh, my winning tactics podcast that, that's every Tuesday and Thursday on LinkedIn Live and periodically when I feel like I have so much time to record one. Okay. Um, is all about uh, bringing the experts in place that are doing the, the things that make small businesses successful, right? Because I'm not a recruiting guy, but, uh, you know, but I know plenty of recruiting guys. So I brought a whole panel of recruiting guys on one, on one of the shows, you know? So it's just about uh, giving back to the small businesses, giving them the information, the strategies that they need to really take, take that next step forward. And personally, how are you guys doing? I know you had a couple friends that have been affected by COVID. How are they doing? How is, how's everybody around you doing? We're doing pretty good. Um, you know, everybody is, is pulling through. So we have one family member that was affected, and uh, it's been a long road for him. But he's on the kind of – we're hoping he's on the tail end of all this. He's sure. been in the hospital, and, but things are progressing forward. So it's, it's been good. Now, on the general side of the LinkedIn Lives and live videos, we've seen that a whole ton the last couple months. As mm -hmm. we start to move out of this phase and into going back, can you see the LinkedIn Live? Can you see more lives happening because of the audience you've built through that? Uh, yes, I actually get a better audience through my live streams than I do through my recorded stuff. Oh, okay. Um, I also like the fact that there's that interaction to it. Um, and again, the time thing is huge for me. It's about not having to spend a, a bunch of time producing. I produce all of my own stuff. So um, really just not having to take the time to go back and, and produce everything. It's, it's there and done. So, Well, and, and you are a small business owner. You've got Adam Sinkus collaborations. You work with authors. Last time we talked, it was about making sure people weren't freaking out during this. Yep. Now we're starting to see a shift. And so with people early, eager to go back to work, what's your advice to them that's, you know, hey, I'm a small business owner. I want to get back to work. Shouldn't we still advise caution? Like what would you advise them as you see other states opening up? Um, so the biggest thing I, I think that's super, super important. Number one is be patient. Um, you know, just, we all want to get back to work. We all want to be making money, be patient. Um, you know, don't, you don't have to be the first one in the race to be the most effective in the race. Second, double down on your marketing. If you haven't spent time getting your marketing in place, do that now because when the floodgates open, everybody and their mother is going to be trying to put out an ad or mm. Facebook ad, Google AdWords, you know, whatever, radio spots, whatever it, it is, everybody and their mother is going to be doing that the second they get back to their business. So, well, and that's also a bit of cautionary, though, because they may not have that money to spend right away, right? They might just think they do, but they may not. Um. So oh, I know a ton of people, a ton of small business owners that have taken care of the, the ELD loans, the PPP loans. Um, those are great things to use that type of that funding, obviously not the PPP, but the ELD loans and grants like that is a great thing to use that on. Uh, also, you know, it doesn't take a huge amount of money to make a Facebook campaign. Mm. It, it really doesn't. Um, and so, you know, you could design your own Facebook campaign. I guarantee it's not going to be as effective as somebody that is a marketer that's doing it for you, um, just because there, there are some nuances. But that being said, as long as you have, uh, you know, you have an offer, 
have something to grab their attention with and, and you're really pointing them to buying or per, you know buying your services or purchasing a product from you you're going to win and well, how do they how do they get the consumer to come back because some maybe i mean some will want to buy but how do you get them to come back to you um you know big thing for me is just being out there right so I, we've seen this in the roofing industry a lot in my marketing company we work a lot with roofers and restoration companies and the companies that are out there and visible are the companies that are getting their customers back work is really honestly for uh, one of our clients they were actually busier during all of this than they were before all of this oh wow so well, i'm sure there were some industries that had an uptick because of the needs that that people had yep yep uh, i don't you know i think construction industry we're going to see probably effects on this in about a month or two um, a little bit as the the floodgates open back up, businesses start, you know, other construction businesses start entering back into the market. Um, but, you know, when it comes to like uh, software, software solutions, SA, SAS, you know, SAS deployments, things like that, that stuff never really stopped. It's well, really retail and restaurants. Is the, well, is and you're right, because no one was talking about that, though. No one talked about how nothing actually stopped. They all were like, everything closed down. Don't even think about it. Right. I feel like that was a narrative out there. It was, yeah, it, it definitely was, and and the challenge with that is, is it there? And and I, I'm I might make some people upset with this one, but but I'm gonna go for it because I think it's important to realize um, there is a narrative that the media played with this that just isn't accurately represented. I shouldn't say it's not true because it's definitely true. That I feel like there's a lot of truth out there. It's just not accurately represented. And a great example of this in my mind is, you know, and this isn't to downplay the, the severity of COVID, but the, the great example of this is when we start looking at death numbers, right? Mm -hmm. Because we spent the first three months of the, you know, really three months of this only testing the highest at-risk population. Right. So when you start looking at tested versus fatality, we already had a skewed sample. Right. Not yeah. again, not discounting the fact the severity of it. It is super severe. Um, but, you know, that's just one example of what we're looking at here. Well, Adam, you're so right. I mean, they even test some of these people that they said died of COVID. I'm like, how is that a possibility that you name them that, but they're not tested? What's that about? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so so I think a lot of times, you know, the media talked about how the whole world is shutting down all the time. Well, you know what? Uh, I've been doing marketing for the last three months. We've been busy. Um, I've and guys, been... Adam works from home anyway, right? Like this yeah. is your niche. Yeah, we're fully distributed team. My team and I were fully distributed. My partner, my business partner, he's on the other side of the state. Uh, and, and our SEO guy lives in Fort Lauderdale, just uh, just about an hour south of of, um, of our of my partner. So um, we're fully distributed team. Like this is just business as usual for us, you know, so um well adam you know it is collaboration so what stories can you tell us during this whole time that you've seen amazing work of, of people coming together collaborating during COVID 19 crisis yeah so i think that's a great call out um you know i think people in general just as a whole society has come together in this mm -hmm. a, a great example a very personal example is uh my daughter's birthday was on friday the first and uh, in our community, they, uh, they do these birthday parades where they literally 
Um, you know, people get in their cars and come drive by and honk their horns. And there's a DJ that comes and plays music and like, you know, everybody's still respecting the, you know, the, the social distancing, but it made that day really, really special. And that's and a collaborative effort. How old is she now? She's 15 now. So. Oh, wow. so that was a nice little gift for sure. And oh, yeah. we've all seen that cars driving by wishing people happy. It's a, just a cool moment there. It is. Yeah, it's very cool. It's very unique. And, and so uh, the fact is, you know, the community comes together to do that. It's, it's not one person driving it. You know, it's, it's a whole group of people that just donate the time when they're ready, you know, or when they're available. And your state's had quite a number of stories of beaches opening up and everything like that. But yep. uh, and I guess this week, a lot of other stuff's opening up, too. Yeah, we're, uh, we're getting there. Um, again, you know, I, I'm advising my clients just on the let's be cautious. Um, you know, let, let's think about what, what we're offering, uh, how you're approaching that, uh, that moment where you're opening up and bringing your teams back in. Um, you know, it, and really talking a lot about if your team can effectively work remotely, um, let's talk about the cost associated with that, right? Right, you know, right. Because, uh, well, my company know, hasn't reimbursed an Uber because I've been home. So it's that kind of cost effectiveness there. Yep. It's not only that, but it's office space, right? If, if you don't need a physical location, um, you know, I, I looked at office space for our team and, you know, we're looking at probably on the cheap side, we're looking at like 650 bucks in a co-working space on the cheap side. Right. Wow. So instead I, instead I help out with internet bills and, you know, and that's. So that, that 650 is wiped out because you're working from home in other words. Yeah. Yeah. We don't pay that. Right. Nobody's paying travel time. Nobody has to go to an office. You know, we just, well, we, now that you mentioned that, could Regis and all these other, you know, office spaces be knocked out because of this? Um, yes and no. I, there's still going to be purpose to them. There is still purpose. I think co-working spaces have the biggest opportunity to come out of this strong hmm. um, because, but the model is going to change, right? So now the, the bread and butter for them, uh, I actually had uh, Alex Allen on my show a couple weeks ago. Uh, he owns a co-working space here, um, and and we talked a little bit about this. But basically, what it came down to, what he said about it was, we're going to see a, probably a shift. He said, I've seen a decline in tenants that are you know pay monthly for a, a dedicated space, but I've also seen an uptick in people renting hourly space as well. Oh, wow. And what was so, the uptick for? Just out of curiosity, um, people that do need to meet with clients that do need. Techno uh, technology resources, things like that. So that's one of the big things on their site is that they are very technology forward. So they, you know, they have conference rooms that have the TVs. They've got the fastest internet around. Yeah, I mean they they have their their technology forward co-working space. So okay. people are taking advantage of that technology that's there. Adam, maybe some people listening for the first time, what benefits could they get from coming to you, turning to you for the advice you give through Adam Sinkus and and services you give through Adam Singus collaborations? Uh, you know, the biggest thing is I am here to help businesses with people, process, and profits. Okay. okay. Um, so we always start with people. What are your people doing? Because your people are the ones that drive process and profits. And then we jump into the process, figure out what you're doing. If you have not documented processes, that is one of the first things that I like to spend time doing. Uh, and in as long as we can fix the people and process, Profits will come. So, 
Well, that's the thing. And you, I, I feel like you, as you mentioned earlier, teach patients as well, right? Because small business owners generally are frustrated because they see some slowdowns and even without a crisis. So yeah. you will them through those slowdowns as well. Yeah. Um, one of the big things, uh, the, one of the big thing, things I like to look at with small businesses is I look, like to look at getting out of your, your uh, niche, right? So mm-hmm. people talk a lot about niches. I actually heard this from a guy named Joey Gilkey. He says niches are riches. And I agree with that. There, there's a lot of value in that, right? If you specialize in an area, you should stay in that area. However, when you have downturns like this, when you have struggles, you've got to be able to, to diversify your product mm-hmm. offerings quickly. Well, and, and so and it's funny you mention that because this past week we saw the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl winner become a doctor in his own homeland of Canada. And I'm like, play, we need that to see that in sports too. Like, don't tell kids to do one thing, have them do a bunch of things because now they can change the world like this guy's doing. Yeah, no, I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that with sports as well. Uh, um, we have taken this mindset with sports, at least in, in the United States, uh, big time is that you know, you should be doing your sport 11 months out of the year. Everybody's going to be the next all-star and everybody's going to make a million dollars from it. And, you know, the reality is it's 1% of 1% is actually going to make that, That's right. you know, get, get a chance at that. We won't even talk about making it, get a chance right. at that, right? And so, um, so we have to always be thinking about agility in what we're doing. And so, you know, I talk about, I coached soccer for 10 years and, uh, you know, one of the things I talked to my teammate, my team about was what are you doing in the off season? Mm-hmm. We we're just a rec program. So it was a little bit more relaxed than some of the, the premier programs out there. But, uh, you know, I had, I had girls that did dance. I had girls that did basketball, you know, they were doing other sports and other activities in the off season. What that does is that helps make you a more rounded person. Um, and so same thing with your business, right? Uh, you can be a niche, uh, a niche in, in, you know, for, for a marketing leg, rest, roofing and restoration, right? But there are really two, uh, we see there's, there's two uh, actual spaces in the roofing and restoration industry that we can make money at. So the first is premium websites, and that's where we like to live. Um, you know, for established roofing companies, roofing companies that are making at least $2 million in annual revenue, um, have a, a good solid business of commercial business because those are high dollar, high ticket items. And then we also have a product offering that we are just getting ready to, to formally launch that is a uh, 750 bucks a month for a 12 month commitment. You get a basic web page, you get, uh, you get all your social and all that set up and tied it all together. Uh, we call it directory management. So we get everything so you can be found. And then okay. we do one SEO piece a month for your website so that you can continue to build that, right? So that's and about uh, 12 bucks a month then? Is that what it it's is? $750 a month. Oh, a month. Okay. To do that, right? But that's a $2,500 website. That's a $2,500 uh, direct digital directories package plus SEO every month. And we ask for a 12-month commitment. Well, I'm very curious. How, how are you able to do that with the way to reduce the cost that much per month when it's a 2200 endeavor? Yeah, so instead of a full custom page, which is our premium tiers, our full custom pages, I mean, we literally design it from the ground up based on your needs and in your business. These are going to be more templatized pages. They're not going to be okay. like going out to get your like Elementor, you know, template page, like, you know, that's just a, a 
run-of-the-mill drag-and-drop builder. It's still going to be a custom template for mm -hmm. us specifically, but it's just going to streamline our process on those pages a little bit so that we can make it more affordable. Was that pre-COVID uh, amount too, or did you lower it even more during COVID? So we, uh, we've been talking about this for about a month and a half now. So we've been talking about doing this package for about a month and a half, and we just really got down to how exactly we're going to offer it uh, this last week. So, it, Well, congratulations on that. I'm sure you're seeing a jump uh, with all this new stuff. We haven't, we haven't officially pushed it through yet. So we're just getting it out there, but uh, we already got a client base that we think will be taking advantage of it. It's really focused around companies that are in that first two years of business that just don't have huge amounts of capital to, to get everything done with. Have you had, just out of curiosity, have you had the uh, Shake Shack CEO on? Because he just donated his $10 million back. And I thought that was very special to do. I don't know if you know him or connected with him after that. I am not, but I'm going to go find him. I'm going to go find him and go for it. <laughs> no, those are, those are people we need to have on these different shows, right? Because yeah. they can inspire small business owners who have plenty to give back a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. No. And that's important to count, you know, to, to talk about too, is there are a lot of small business owners that are doing just fine through all of this and, and still making money and still comfortable and, and really things haven't changed. And so, um, you know, I think you need to, I, I think we hear about all the, all the bad stories and, mm. and we need to realize that there are a lot of people, a majority of people are doing okay. I'm still clocking in from home, you know, thank God for that. So yep. There are people still working. Now, Adam, let's talk about today. Who you got on for LinkedIn Live and where can people find that today? I have Gordon Treadgold on today. So Gordon is a, and uh, bear with me here a second. I'm just sure double thing. checking my notes. Yeah, Gordon Treadgold's on today. See, I haven't got there yet. So <laughs> Okay. This I is all you. that prep stuff, right? It's about a half an hour before. I, Gordon, I, I've been connected with Gordon for a while on LinkedIn. Um, we've had several conversations over the phone, back and forth, uh, but uh, he is a author, a speaker, uh, and a leadership consultant, and just has amazing, amazing knowledge to give back about how leaders can drive culture and engagement within their organizations. Adam, you obviously have picked up some more people through this LinkedIn Live. Uh, what What is one thing maybe you can tell us today that they don't know that, who watches you that don't know who you are personally tell us one thing about you that people may not know i love that question i ask people that question all the time uh, my one thing that you cannot find uh, about me on my linkedin page is that i am a vinyl record junkie so nice. i love listening to old uh, any music really on vinyl record it's just it's a totally different sound totally different world so uh, i think i'm up to somewhere around 150 200 records now so very cool. Who's your favorite then? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. okay. I listen. So I listen to the gambit of friggin' like everything, like from, you know, I like, I like old stuff. I love like Ming Crosby and Miles Davis all the way up to the new stuff. I'm not a, I don't do gospel. I don't do a whole lot of country and, and I don't do a whole lot of like the hard heavy rap, but beyond Are that. Are you a baseball fan, Adam? Uh, a little bit. Because Bing Crosby was in this movie called Angels in the Outfield from 1951. Yes. He did a cameo, which I just learned last week, and that was pretty cool to find out, actually. Yes, I was aware of that one. So, so all right, Adam. Well, thanks so much. And I've got to ask you one more thing while we're on sports for a minute. What part of Florida are you in exactly? 
Uh, so I am in Fort Myers area, so south, just about an hour, hour and a half south of Tampa. So are you happy Brady's in there? Or are you a Jacksonville fan? Or which, where do you fall on that spectrum? I am a Steelers and Lions fan. So okay. I, I'm originally from Detroit, so that's why I'm a Lions fan. So. Oh, nice. Well, hopefully they no. get a rebound here. I mean, we'll have to see. They had a decent draft, right? So we'll have to see. I don't know. We've been waiting for a rebound for like 30 years. No. I know. So when no. I want to watch good football, I watch the Steelers. There you go. And they'll always be contending. All right, Adam, one more time. Where can they find you today for LinkedIn Live? At, uh, what, what? So I will be on uh, 1 o'clock uh, on LinkedIn, also on Facebook. You can find me uh, linkedin.com slash in slash Adam Sinkus. You'll see it pop up there at 1 o'clock. Uh, and also facebook.com slash Adam Sinkus as well. While you're there, don't forget to connect with me as well. I love connecting with people. So you do you're you're very personal and, and you can reach out to him and he's he's right there so uh and do you turn those things into a podcast or are they still video and just that say that again do you turn your li- linkedin lives into a podcast once it's done or no they just they live in the video world i download okay. them and i post them up on youtube when uh, i got about three or four that are sitting in backlog right now but uh yeah i just download them and post them to youtube how they fall i I've upped my production value. I now have my intro loaded into into the Very cool. So Very cool. We get a formal intro now. And so. You know, it's funny. It's kind of like a switcher. You have to start becoming the switcher too, because you got to get all these images up there that you got to throw it to you. And then the guests like all over the place. I'm getting better at it. Yeah. Well, Adam, we will watch you today. LinkedIn Live, 1 p.m. and Facebook. What's your Facebook page? Uh, Adam Sinkus, just facebook.com slash Adam Sinkus. S-I-N-K-U-S for those. That's correct. Yep. All right, Adam. Thanks so much. We'll be tuning in. All right. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. I'm Alex Garrett and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Actually, actually, I'm going to pick myself up here right now quickly. Um, today is Cinco de Mayo and I want to use this little time I have here to just say Carol Spinelli Team HBS, we all miss you, and I know it's been a few years now, but we do miss you. An amazing teacher, a fighter, and she battled with her health, and she survived up until the end, and she was an incredible lady. And every year on this Cinco de Mayo, we would do, we would do an, a, a great feast. Um, my dad and I brought KFC once, but anyway. We did a great, great feast every year on Cinco de Mayo as she was our Spanish teacher and she wanted us to know the culture. And so she put on a, a big lunch every year. And on this day, I just want to say through my podcast, Carol Spinelli, we miss you so, 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 so much. Have a great day and we will talk to you soon.